This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here we are starting the, uh, let's just uh, call it the first uh, hour of the program because the, the first, uh, the real first hour uh, was only about 10 minutes long. But, uh, you know, I'm happy to be here. And we're going to be here to, uh, tomorrow, too. That's an unusual uh, set of uh, circumstances. Uh, I, you get to hear me seven days this week. Happy to do it. I love talking about all this stuff uh, as I have for a long time. And I know you do, too, or else uh, we wouldn't be able to do this program for 30 years. So uh, nice hearing from you one way or another. I hope we do uh, hear from you today. Give us a call at 260-1870, 260-1870. And we'd love to hear from you about anything going on. What was on my mind today uh, for no reason other than the fact that this is more or less how I started my day today is I, I went to uh, a, a restaurant in Mandeville, uh, excuse me, Covington, and they have uh, they have a couple of other locations that they're working on. One of them is uh, really in Mandeville, and the other one is heading towards, well, I guess it's officially in Covington, but they are uh, going to be building this near all those shopping centers around there. Anyway, the name of the, the place in particular is that spoon and they it's a new orleans neighborhood kind of a place you can go there and get a roast beef four boy plate of red beans you know that kind of thing on the appropriate days but they're most famous for breakfast and went in there today and i was just digging through all of their omelets uh omelets are on my mind lately i i don't even know how that got started uh it may well be that my my wife asked me one day, here, I've got a little leftover omelet. And I said, sure, give it to me. And she gave it to me, and I ate it. It was just like scraps, basically, but it was very good. So I told her the next day, if you ever make any more of those, uh, double up the recipe and give me one because it was, it was really good. Well, uh, that she uh, was so flattered by that, and it never hurts to uh, make your companion happy. Uh, she thought that was uh, a call, and, and it was really, uh, to feed me one of these omelets uh, any chance she gets. And she's been doing that, and they, they keep getting better and better and better. So uh, omelets are on my mind pretty often these days. And I, I have been thinking about it and trying to remember if we ever had a program with omelets as the theme and uh, whether we have or not, I don't remember having done so, uh, but it certainly is always a good one. I don't know what uh, your take on omelets is. There are people who love omelets, and there are people for whom it's just eh, just another thing that you can find anywhere in the world. And uh, that is true, by the way. Anywhere we've traveled, uh, we find on the breakfast menu, but also on the lunch menus uh, most of the time, omelets. They're always there. It's, I guess it's because it uh, can be just about anything. You can put meats in it. You can put just vegetables in it. Or you can make them spicy. You can make them runny. You can make them very stiff. You can put a lot of cheese in them. I mean, just whatever you want. I uh, had a friend once 
who had a restaurant on St. Charles Avenue uh, called Flamingos. Anybody remember the old Flamingos place? Uh, the two guys that ran it were, let's say, flamboyant. And uh, I knew both of them very, very well because we, we had worked together at uh, UNO. Uh, they were the two guys that started up w, uh, WNO, the t- public radio, uh, radio station over there. Anyway, uh, uh, they had this place open and after they left the radio station. And uh, it, was, it was really good, and uh, it was very popular, too, but the neighborhood sort of fell down a little bit. And, and uh, anyhow, and neither one of them is still with us, which is another shame. But uh, at any rate, uh, once upon a time, he and I were talking about omelets, because that was one of the big things on their menu. And he said the secret for making a good omelet is to put in the right ingredients, and I said, okay, well, what are the right ingredients? And he said, anything, anything, and anything. And near as I can tell, that is absolutely true. I mean, if you uh, want to make an omelet and you don't know what to put in it, and maybe you only have a couple little pieces of bacon over here and uh, not too much cheese, but over here uh, you have some r- uh, dirty rice. Yeah, throw it all in there. I'm not kidding. And it, and it, it always comes out. I've never had a bad one. You tell me if you've ever had a bad one. Uh, the the first place I ever ate an omelet in my life was at the Camellia Grill, uh, which was famous for them. And in fact, in fact, they are still famous for their omelets. They're very fluffy, and the way they get that is they take the eggs, and you would never believe this if you saw one. Most omelets that you find in restaurants, typically, three eggs go into it. Sometimes four. They only put in two, yet it was the size of one that had four in it. And the way they did that was that they put it in a blender and until it just got fluffy. And then they would throw it on top of the grill, and then they would, uh, you know, brown it off a little bit, which means that they went a little too far with it. To me, omelets should never be browned anywhere on them. They should be solid, yellow, end-to-end straight through the middle. Uh, There are a lot of people who would disagree with me on that. There are people who don't like runny eggs and uh, even wet eggs. They want it to be pretty much dried out. Not my style, but, uh, you know, I guess that's legitimate. You know, whatever you want to eat is legitimate unless it kills you. Our number is 260-1870. And uh, if you have some thoughts about omelets, call me. If you don't have any thoughts about omelets, Call me about something else. If you don't have anything on your mind right now, uh, call me anyway, and I will uh, demonstrate to you that there is, in fact, something on your mind about uh, food and restaurants and cooking and all of that, because you cannot avoid doing it. Uh, You know, since we're talking about uh, omelets here, I may as well, I don't know if this is fair game, but it seems so to me, Uh, our, our sponsor is uh, The Grill. That's simply The Grill with a a little heave at the very end. And it is on Veterans Highway right before you get to Causeway Boulevard in Metairie as you're heading outbound. And it's in that new shopping center that's been built uh, there a few within a couple of years ago. And it's right next door to the Trader uh, Joe's right there. And it is a spinoff. It's the same people that run the Camellia Grill. 
uh, also operate the grill. A lot of the recipes are the same, including their famous omelets. And uh, I will note, though, that the way they do omelets uh, covers a lot more territory than I've ever seen in one restaurant in, in my life. Uh, they have on their menu 23 different omelets that they can do for you. And if you uh, are sitting there thinking, gosh, I wonder if they will uh, take garlic and sardines and red beans and throw all that in there and see if that comes out okay, uh, I can assure you that they would certainly give it a try. And that it, uh, a very good chance it might be, probably will be, really good, in fact. That's how good these, the grill chefs really are. It's a fun kind of a place. They have a counter, just like any other diner would, just like the Camellia Grill does. A counter doesn't seat a whole lot of people, but uh, the cooks are right behind the counter, and they're doing their work, and they're knocking all this stuff out. And the waiters are up front jiving with uh, everybody who's sitting at the, at, the, at the counter. And then they also have, and this is something the Camellia Grill does not have, just regular tables, so uh, that's pretty good, especially if you are with uh, family members, you know, like kids. The grill is a great place to go with kids because not only do they have these all these sandwiches and hamburgers and and, and all of that, and uh, just because they you know, and they also have some great desserts, but they also will do a uh, grilled cheese sandwich or some pasta with some meatballs, you know, uh, just all the food that kids love. It's right there. And it's very affordable, and uh, and it's a nice-looking little place and certainly easy to get to. The name of it is The Grill, T-H-E-G-R-I-L-L-E. Don't forget the E. I don't know what that will get you, but don't forget it. And uh, they are uh, on Veterans Highway right before you get to Causeway Boulevard, uh, heading out towards Kenner. And they are open every day, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner at The Grill. Jared joins us here in our uh, our uh, uh, story of well, what am I talking about? Uh, Joe, did you Omelet. say Joe? I'm sorry. Hello there. Welcome to our show. How are you today? I'm uh, having a happy day, uh, and uh, it's, it's a sunny day, or it was for a while, but now it isn't anymore. Anyway, anytime I make omelets, they come out runny. I like mushroom omelets. I mean, should I be using the sliced ones, which I normally do, or the canned ones, or the jar ones, you know? Yeah. But when I eat them at restaurants, they're always beautiful. Yeah. You, what, you, you mean you, you throw them in their hole, or do you not, or you cut them well, in no, the I chunks? Well, no, I slice them up and stuff like that, but should uh, I fry yeah. them up first? Um, no, you're not getting any moisture from the mushrooms. Mushrooms, uh, okay. they don't have really much water in them. So that's not the source of this. Uh, my guess is... That uh, also maybe onions to bring in up, it, garlic and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I now that's is where a lot of water can come from. The worst of all is uh, well, actually, I'll give you two that I think really have a, a an effect on this. One of them is spinach. When you cook spinach down, it throws off a tremendous amount of water for the size that you're talking about, and uh, that is also true of uh, uh, well. Um, tomatoes. Uh, there are a lot of people who won't put tomatoes in an omelet because, again, the juices come out of the middle. But if you buy those little, uh, the ones that are about the size of an olive 
or a, you know, and like cut those tomato. in half. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly right. And if you were to throw that into the omelet mix, that would uh, take that would give you the tomatoes without, you know, throwing in too much water. But I I, I think your problem is. Are you doing this in a pan or on top of the stove? Uh, you know, on top of the stove or in the frying pan? Oh, okay. Um, bring your temperature up a, a little higher and pour those things in there. And by the way, beat the daylights out of it. And, uh, and then uh, melt some butter in and then drop everything in. And the first time you even have the thought that, gosh, when is this going to be ready? That's the moment that you just jump in there and flip it. And then flip it a little bit less on the on that side than the first side, and then that should help. Well, okay. Let me know how it came out. I will. It's good talking Thanks. to you again. It's been a long time. My, Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you very much for being there. We will return with more of the Food Show in just a moment. But first, please, this. Hello there. Welcome back. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And joining us over here on the gray phone is Steve. Steve. Good afternoon. Hi there. Um, one of my favorite dive restaurants in New Orleans is uh, Parasols. And, oh, sure, yeah. Especially, cl- classic. Uh, I especially like their roast beef poor boys and their gumbo. Uh, what, what's your opinion of them? Love it. <clears throat> Always been good. Always. Uh, their roast beef, you, you've probably noticed, and this has been true for it, as long as I've been going there, which would take us back to 1970-something, that... You go in there, and if you're used to walking into a sandwich shop, you ask for a roast beef poor boy, and about, uh, you know, maybe two minutes later, there it is. It might be 20 minutes over there, but uh, they do it to order. They, they put the whole thing together, and then they put it in the oven, and they toast the bread a little bit, and it's just a superior product, but you have to wait a little while for it. Uh, do you find that still to be true? That, that's been that way oh, for absolutely. a long time. Yeah. yeah I've been yeah, going so, but the yeah, really, uh, really consistently good, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, I just uh, wanted your opinion. Yeah, parasols, and uh, yeah, as you, I'm sure you know, it's the center of all things uh, uh, that have anything to do with uh, with the patron saint of the Irish Channel, <laughs> Saint oh, Patrick. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, it's big, and, a big, big deal. And of course, Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, thank you so well, much. Thanks for calling. Nice hearing from you. That's uh, Parasols. It's just on Constant Street, I think it is, and uh, just about a half block off of uh, Magazine. Uh, this is the Food Show, and joining us over here on the yellow phone is uh, Justin or Justin, one of the two. Justin is proper. <laughs> is it? It is. Well, that's my grandfather called me. I'm Justin, but they, he called me Justin. It was a French name. I said, I love that pronunciation. He was the only called me that. So you, <laughs> since, he, since he, he's gone to heaven, you get to call me that now, Tom. All right, Justin. Well, what's up? Well, um, I want to tell you, you brought up Camille Grill. Yeah. And the original Camille Grill, I remember, was at the Riverbend Turn from St. Charles to South Carrollton. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, well, I live. I grew up. My childhood home was five blocks away from there, mm. and sometimes my dad and mom said, Look, "We're just going to walk to the restaurant." And we sometimes do this three times a month. Well, mm-hmm. I had omelets. There. I had omelets there. I had, I had a I had a bacon cheeseburger with fries. But one day, this is really funny. 
Because I one day, because I was really hyperactive, and my mom didn't want me to have a lot of sugar. <laughs> I went, well, I, <laughs> she, so I went in there. Uh, and I, I know where this is going. You had one of those freezes, I, didn't you? No, this is what happened. I ordered pancakes with syrup and a chocolate milkshake, and my dad said, sure, you can have it. And my mother says, no, go get it to him. <laughs> but I had it. <laughs> and, um, oh, I was hyper. It was so delicious, though. I love Camille Gura. It's a special place in my heart. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, in its in its heyday, the the guy who ran it. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna tell you a trivia uh, uh, fact about the Camellia Grill. It okay. was it was uh, opened originally by the family that owned the uh, Maison Blanche. Oh, really? Yeah, and they. Uh, but that this all goes back to the 1920s, 1930s. And that's when they came into business, and they had three generations, and then Hurricane Katrina, and then uh, totally uh, new owners, which is what they have now. So you're telling me Committed Grill and Mr. Bingle are related? <laughs> well, I guess they are, you know. Jingle, 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 jingle. Here comes Mr. Oh, Bingle with I another Mr. message Bingle. from Chris Pringle. Yeah. You know, my mom, right. my mom used to shop at the Maison Blanche. I don't want to let you go, but I don't want to oh, use sure. some story. I've enjoyed your show and Camille Grill. If it's still there, I love them. Yeah. If they're somewhere else, I love them still. They're a part of my childhood. It's it's just like you remember going over there. And uh, now let me move over to Steve here. Here, Steve, you there? <laughs> hey, uh, I'm enjoying your show. Yeah, Steve and Anthony called from uptown. Uh, yeah. Quick, quick question. We we were playing a game the other night around the dinner table, and. Uh, Assuming uh, we we had one more last meal, if we were on death row, what would it be? And I'm like, you know, that'd be an interesting question for Tom. What would, oh, what would your you, what would your you last meal be? I'm just curious. If, you you wouldn't all believe you've had. You wouldn't believe how many people have asked me that over the years. I, I, this is on time number 893. Uh, but anyway, it's a good question. Anyhow, it's worth answering. Uh, if I if it was just one restaurant. Uh, that would be uh, that would be uh, Antoine's, you know, no doubt about it. I'd go there and I'd eat everything in the house pretty much. Uh, then uh, Commander's Palace, uh, Galatoire's, I would feel necessary to have one more shot over there. And okay. let's see. Uh, oh, if I could bring back uh, a couple of poor boy joints, well, that's worthless. So, <laughs> but we're all dying anyway, hey. right? There you go. Listen, I got one more thing for you. My mom gave me this book, which I don't want. It's entitled Favorite Foods of Famous People. For people that are really into foods, and I am, it's a pretty cool book. Yeah. But it's it's from Pearl Bailey to Louis Armstrong, Milton Berle, Walter Cronkite. Who else we got? Chuck Henley, don't know who that is. Ted Lewis, Ray McKinley, et cetera, et cetera. You want me to put uh -huh. this book in the mail to you at the station? Would you enjoy this? I sure would. I've, I've heard yeah. about it, but I've never actually seen it. Well, you're gonna—you yeah. just want a complimentary copy. So, oh, that, thank you um, very much. I'll, I'll, I'll pin a note and send it your way. Yeah, 400 Poitras, eighth floor. Thank you. Enjoy your show. I'll, thank you. I'll, I'll swap out one of my cookbooks with you. Well, it's time for an update of the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. But uh, we'll be back in just a minute or so, and then we'll pick up where we left off. So uh, leave off and then come back. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food, about restaurants, about wine and all of that. Let's see. K-A-T-E. Did you say that? Keith, I can't hear you exactly sometimes because I'm writing something else down. Uh, Keith is here on the green phone. Keith, come on in. Yeah, Tom, uh, we've had a discussion before about 
the olive oil, and uh, somebody had said that it was not good to cook olive to high temperature. And you had talked about virgin olive oil, and you said something yeah. about just regular olive oil. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent pure olive oil. That's how it's labeled for most companies. Yeah, well, I went to the store, and it looks mm-hmm. like they have a big selection of of uh, extra virgin olive oil, but I didn't see any uh, just regular olive oil. Well, did you ask anybody? Well, I mean, like I said, I went to the section, and they had uh, avocado oil. They had different kinds of oil. Okay. And I made a thorough search of the area, but there's just no... Well, here's uh, here's rule number one, and it applies to us guys... uh, 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 to a great extent, and that is when you can't find something you're looking for, ask somebody for it. Uh, yeah. We we don't want to do that for some reason, but but okay. here's the deal. Here's what you ask for. Tell them you want 100% pure olive oil. That is what the label that is on, no matter what the brand is, 100% pure olive oil. Yeah, and, and I wanted to get ask I wanted for that. to get your opinion on. Um, they had something called avocado oil. How is that? Yeah. Is that good to cook uh, in? It, it, it is good, but you don't use it to cook with. You use it as a garnish, as a uh, as a little, as a condiment, really. And the same is true of a lot of those nut oils and specialty oils made out of things that don't even sound like they have oils. But uh, they're good, and so if you're making a salad or maybe you have some cold shrimp and you want something to give it a little extra kick, that's when you pull that out of the box. That's okay. what that's for. Yeah. Yeah. So but don't so cook the, with it. You're, you're wasting money to cook with that. Yeah. I was going to ask you, so what would you recommend if I wanted to cook some salmon or trout or whatever? What uh-huh. oil would you recommend? Well, uh, it, I wouldn't use olive oil to do that. You could use that 100% pure stuff. Uh, and again, I tell you, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just made for cooking as opposed to, you know, for putting on a salad or something. Uh, but the one that I more often than anything use is canola oil. And the reason for that is that canola oil has uh, essentially uh, no uh, no flavor at all, which is a good thing for oil used this way, for especially if you're frying or pan frying or something like that that's the one to use because it doesn't take it doesn't add anything to the flavor and, or take anything away either for that matter and it's uh, uh, very consistently good in that in that role that's what I would use because okay, well, both, both of those much, fish uh, certainly the trout you want to get a little crisp on the outside the uh, the salmon salmon's a different story salmon I, I think is better broiled or grilled or in an oven, uh, just baked in the oven. That's another way of doing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, Roy is next. Roy, welcome. Hi. Uh, Hi. I want to ask your opinion on uh, N7. I went there a couple of times, and it, it was a uh-huh. very unique dining experience. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you... I- it's uh it doesn't it doesn't speak to me it's it's an interesting concept uh and a lot of people get it uh i don't get it i i don't understand 
you know, that in Europe, it's very common, even in gourmet restaurants, that a lot of the products that they use come out of out of cans. They open up a can and they put it in there. This is again, I tell you, not a, an atrocity, uh, because every way, even in France. You see that all kinds of uh, places, and that's kind of what they're trying to do. They're trying to duplicate these little neighborhood uh, bistros uh, in Paris and out in the countryside, and they have a lot of things that, they, uh, that, you, that they're very proud of uh, as being a specialty uh, can, this or that. Past, uh, uh, pate is a very good example of that. Uh, it, I, I, Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I can't tell you it's a place that I'm hungering for the next time I go. Right, yeah, because I noticed on your website you didn't have a rating for it. It was listed. I've only been there once, and it just, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you run into a kind of restaurant or something about it that makes you say, well, I'm going to hold off on this one for a while. Yeah, right. I'm, you know, I, it's always wide open to me. I'm, I I keep checking restaurants, but as we get more and more restaurants, we have 1,500 of them now. <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of hard to keep up with them all, and that's not one that, uh, again, makes my list just personally. But if you tell me you like it, well, God bless you. Enjoy. Okay, thanks. Yeah, thank you. See ya. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, 260 1870 is our telephone number. I have uh, sort of as not a theme exactly, but uh, uh, just a, a direction to head the conversation. Although if you uh, took a hard left on that and went over to uh, something totally different, like what's your favorite pork chop, you know, there's something we ought to talk about more often. I'm finding that the best pork chops, which are not very expensive, they turn up on menus more often with prices in the teens rather than in the uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s like steaks are. Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, that's that's one uh, layer of this. What I was working up to was that we were talking about uh, breakfast, restaurants that specialize in breakfast. There are more of them all the time. It seems like they're constantly being added to the pile. And uh, also that brings up the whole issue of omelets. Omelets, the first time I ever ate an omelet, I was uh, working at the Time Saver on, uh, about four blocks away from the Camellia Grill. And I, up to that time, and at that time I would have been like 21 years old, maybe even 20, maybe 19 even. And I went in there, and I had, I had never really eaten uh, eggs. I mean, really. Uh, the only way my mother, my mother thought it was essential that I uh, eat eggs. And she had a sneaky way of getting me to eat eggs, and it was to make grits, a, a pot of grits. And for some reason, uh, well, because I guess I liked it, um, I loved grits. But what she did was she would make a pot of grits up normally, and then she would break some eggs and separate the whites from the from the yolks. And then she would take the yolks and whisk it into the grits with some butter, and I think that was about it. And then she would plop it on a plate and put it in front of me. And you you would think, well, what's the deal on that? It, it's actually pretty good because it, it makes the grits come out a lot firmer with a lot more flavor going on. 
and almost invites other ingredients to be added to it as well. But anyway, so that was it. I was, I was never an eater of, of eggs, but I was persuaded that I really needed to do this. So I went to the Camellia Grill. I had been there a lot of times and eaten hamburgers, and uh, their daily specials were always real good. Uh, but one day I said, this is it. I'm going to eat eggs for the first time in my life, Egg, eggs as eggs. And I did, and what I got was a jelly omelet. <laughs> Believe it or not, they actually had that on the menu. It was an omelet with all the usual, you know, everything that was omelet-like, omelet, excuse me, uh, omelet-like. And uh, they would get some of those little containers of various kinds of uh, of jellies and jams, and they put it right into the middle, and with cheese <laughs> on it also, which is really strange. But I ate it, and I thought, well, if this is what eggs are all about, then I'm going to start eating eggs. And I started eating eggs, and I still eat eggs a lot. And it turns out, over the years, they've been telling us how bad eggs are supposed to be for us in terms of cholesterol, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The thinking right now is oh, uh, eggs are pretty darn good for you. And this is the main reason why my wife has been making omelets lately and giving them uh, to me after she's made hers. Uh, and uh, because she's really into uh, figuring out diets that keep you from dying, uh, you know, a hundred years from now. And uh, so I just go along with the flow, but it, it works out pretty well. Anyway, you see, uh, having brought up uh, the idea of omelets and eggs as a dish unto themselves, uh, you know, I was hoping we could uh, head off in that direction. But if there is something else you want to talk about, if there's a hamburger uh, joint that you like, or if you're trying to figure out how to make some dish or other, call me. Uh, we don't stick to just one thing around here. We talk about food and everything related to food. That's it. Uh, I have a report to share with you, and I will in just a moment. It concerns the annual gumbo competition that goes off at the Royal Sinesta Hotel, and it did that a couple of days ago, and I was one of the judges, and I'll tell you what happened. After first, if you will, this. You are listening to The Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmaurice. And uh, what we talk about, as you may have already figured out, is food. The food of New Orleans and really anywhere else that it comes up in. And in any way, shape, or form, if you, you had something really delicious ever in your life, not even just yesterday, uh, just any time in your life you had something good, or you had something really bad maybe a long time ago, or in the mid-range, or whatever. And uh, you might have a wine that you tried lately. Or, you know, whatever it is that left an impression on you, I want to hear about this. And the reason I do is not so we can kill time on the radio, but uh, so people who are looking for whatever it is that you have talked about will find it out from the horse's mouth. Because um, there it is, you've been there, and you know uh, what you thought of it. And uh, please share that, because you might think that this is something that everybody knows about, and, uh, you know, why should you talk about it on the radio? The fact is that not everybody does know about it, and uh, we could use your insight. And that is the that is the program. I mean, we have been doing it for 30 years now, and uh, we just keep on rolling along. So what's eating you, or what are you eating, one or the other of those Two six zero one eight seventy. Call right now. Get right in. You know, no sweat. Our program. Uh, let's see. Uh, Reed is over here. Come on in. Welcome. Hello, Tom. Hi there. 
Where can I find some good duck a l'orange? Duck a l'orange. I would go, well, in the old days, I would have told you to go to Crozier's for that. Uh, but I don't think they're around anymore. Uh, let's see. That's not something you see on a lot of menus. I know Chef Andrea would do it for you. If you were to go over there to Andrea's and tell him I want duck a l'orange, he'd, he'd go back there and make it for you right then and there. He always has duck, and he certainly always has oranges because he grows them in trees at his house. So he's always got oranges. Uh, that's, I think that'd be the first place I'd look. Uh, and let's see. Uh, I would I would have to check on this, but uh, Cafe des Gars on Esplanade Avenue, I'm looking for French places. Th- that's where you will find uh, uh, the uh, duck uh, with uh, orange sauce. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, when we get a break, I'm going to look through my, ad, uh, my uh, database and see what I come up with. Because there's a, bu- a few of them out here, really not all that many. But uh, it's. Uh, but I, uh, again, I tell you, I think Andreas would be my first pick. Two six zero one eight seventy. And if you uh, if you know the an answer to that yourself, duck a l'orange, duck with an orange sauce. You know, a lot of Chinese restaurants do that. Uh, strangely enough, uh, and it's usually done in a very spicy sort of way. Uh, so it's 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 a it's a great combination of flavors that we know. So anybody got a, any thoughts about that? Paul is over here on the green phone. Paul, welcome. Hello. Hi. Yeah, my name is Paul, and I want to ask a question. Yes, okay, Paul. I went to Vincent's last night. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. On, uh huh. On Chastain Street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That cannelloni is out. Standing. Oh, isn't it? It's the best. Really? I'm serious. I went to it's, all those I'm, Italian I'm, restaurants. I'm being serious, too. I think they are rock solid on their food there. It is always great. I love going there. Okay. And, you know, and I sit back. I got the, the, the rolls of Sicily. Oh, yeah. That's mostly garlic. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and it, it's made with artichoke. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes, it is. Baby yeah, artichoke, and, and they throw it on the grill. Yeah, and they throw With it on the grill. a lot of garlic. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of garlic. Although, yeah. you know. But basically, you know, Vincent's my cousin. I ain't been there in a while, okay? Yeah. But the first time I went, and last night, maybe six months. But every time I go there, I get the same thing, okay? You know? Yeah. So. He has other food. Yes, he You know, does. come to think okay. of it, I'll bet you if you went over there and asked him for duck a l'orange, I bet he'd do it there, too. He's he's a, a better chef than you might imagine. You know, I grew up with him, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like second cousin. His grandfather and my grandfather were brothers, okay? Uh-huh, yeah. And we went to grammar school together and all, but he's outstanding. He really yeah. is. Uh, he and I, uh, not to can you top this uh, kind of a thing, but uh, I I worked once as a waiter for a month to see what it was like. I was going to write an article about it. And he was working at the same restaurant. He had just come in. He had been the bartender there, and he decided to be a waiter. So he, he got into that. So for a month, I, I was working with him. He and I were doing the same tables. And, he you know, he's very funny. You know, just the thing. Yeah, he no, starts, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything out of his mouth is a laugh. 
And uh, yeah, right. It is. We had a okay. lot of fun uh, over at that restaurant. I mean, he really cut up with the customers a lot. He's he's a class act. I really like him. Really, you know, and what's really funny, and he was there, okay, and you know, I've been, I grew up with him, okay. We, you know, from grammar school to through high school, okay. Yeah. And yeah. he says, not many people know my nickname. I said, <laughs> I you know, know it. Since, Oh, I, no. I, I bet you, you, you want do. me to say it? Uh, yeah, why not? Because I know what it yeah. is. The worm. Yeah, the worm. Everybody <laughs> calls him that. That's right. I don't know. It's just a, he, he even takes that as a total joke. But I, I think his restaurant is just great. I've, absolutely delicious, always has been. Every he, time I go there, you know, I go once every three yeah. months. That's good. My yeah. next question is... <laughs> Nephews, what kind? What type of report are you getting on that right now? I'm getting good reports on it. I also get the report that uh, certainly on the weekends they are always packed. You have to make reservations well in advance to go there. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, after Tony Angelo's closed down after Hurricane Katrina, which is which put them out of business. they uh, decided just to retire from the business. Everybody was getting on the old side, certainly, and Mr. Tony himself passed away. Uh, so they sold it and got out of it. The family did. But then there were so many people who loved that food that Tony Angelo's did that one of the guys, I think he was an uncle or a cousin or something, he came in and he knew all the recipes because he had been working in the kitchen for years and he knew it all. And he opened it up, and uh, there were enough people who loved Tony Angelo that they are doing a pretty good business over there. But I haven't been able to get in. <laughs> I've been trying, but I haven't haven't been able to get in there. All right, we'll come back with more of the Food Show after first, please. This Welcome back. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Let's uh, get to everybody on hold. Bill, welcome. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Hi. Uh- I heard you talking about duck a little bit earlier, Tom, and I was wondering if you've had the duck at Muriel's. Muriel, oh, Muriel's is a terrific restaurant start to finish. I've never had anything but good food there. And I I remember having that, but it's been long enough that I don't remember the details. But it was kind of gamey, not gamey, uh, but uh, has that had that wild taste to it, which is what I love to, to get in a duck. And he he, right, right. he he understands that. That's that's a really, really underrated restaurant. The prices are great. The location, you couldn't possibly beat. It's, you know, within rock-throwing distance of St. Louis Cathedral. Please don't throw rocks. Well, I've, I've tried the duck there, and likewise, I think it's a, a wonderful duck dish. And for the first time, I tried the uh, the uh, turtle soup, and, uh, yeah. and it does have some turtle in it. <laughs> And, and I thought good. it was I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they have a few good things there. Their pork chop is a killer. It's just great. Fabulous. Really tender, just beautiful. And uh he has those little uh roll up uh like tacos sorta, uh with uh, uh crawfish crawfish and uh, some uh goat milk goat milk cheeses in there. It's, that's that's a wonderful appetizer. Well, well thanks for just sharing that with us. I'm, I'm running up against the clock, so I'm going to move on. Uh, thanks for calling. Sabah is next. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, come on in. Oh, okay. But I only have... Uh, yeah, okay. I just want to say that 
Uh, you advertise at one particular uh, restaurant on the radio, and my friend and I, we went over there twice. And both times, we were very disappointed with the quality of the food. And the yeah. last time, uh, about the quality of the food and the service. I'm not yeah. going to mention the name of the place unless you want me to. Otherwise, you know. Well. So, well, what, 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 what can you do about the time like that? You talk to the manager or... I you yeah know, like I always yeah I I uh, uh, here's how I do it I raise my hand waiter comes over and I say I want to talk to the manager and then you get up and everybody you let everybody think that you're moving over to you know go to the bathroom or something but then you uh, then you talk to him and you say listen I don't know uh, you know who likes this but uh, we you know this has been called this has been you know obviously messed with and. Uh, and we we can't get the waiters to to bring us in, you know, whatever it is, you got to tell them. And most of the time, now every now and then there'll be a jerk who doesn't understand what the what business is all about. And yeah. uh, and they will uh, they'll straighten it out for you. That's the way to do it. Hey, oh, uh, I'm sorry, case. I've run out of time. I would ask you the name of it, but I don't have time to do it. Call me back, and we'll we'll maybe mull it over a bit. All right. Uh, stay tuned for the news here on WWL Radio in New Orleans and WWL 105.3 FM HD1, Kenner, New Orleans, where the news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.